0: Welcome to the Truth in His Heart. I am your host, Rob Lee. If you're looking for conversations on arts and culture, you've found the right place. Continue sharing, subscribing, and making us the best in Baltimore. Today I am privileged to be in conversation with the general manager of the Sagamore Pentry Hotel the corporate director of social impact at Montage International he maintains over 15 years of extensive wide-ranging experience in hotel management and operations and a deep understanding of the Baltimore market please welcome Juan Webster welcome to the podcast
1: Ravah thank you so much brother glad to be here thank you for the opportunity
0: Absolutely. Glad to have you on. I, I said that introdu- introduction quite well as, as if I read it and copy and pasted it off of a bio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Indeed, there you are.
0: Absolutely. So be- before we get too deep into the podcast, i um, I, I like to offer up the opportunity for the the guests to really you know share share their story. So give us the Juan Webster story, like some of those highlights that ultimately brings you to where you're at now and kind of being one of the go-to people when it comes to like hospitality locally and when it comes to this kind of conversation around um, social impact. So could you share your story with us and in there if you could pepper in maybe that that first experience within the hospitality industry?
1: No, I'd love to and thank you for the for the opportunity to share more. So I, I always like to keep my story simple. It's always challenging to talk about yourself. But I will say, you know, I, I'm from a small North Carolina town, uh, that I'm obviously very proud of because it it has really lamented the the opportunity for me to remain authentic um since since an early age. But you know, I um I, I grew up in a small town, went went to college and um you know, met great people, met great friends, did well, and continued to elevate. And in undergraduate, I didn't know that hospitality would be my future career. Yeah, uh, I, I stepped on the scene as an entrepreneur and a party promoter and had a great lifestyle as a college student. And then as I got more serious and was required to get more serious, you know, I, I studied sociology. And after graduating from UNC Chapel Hill, uh, started to look for kind of what was next. I thought I would pursue a career in nursing. And I wanted to be a traveling nurse, you know, to go help people and and find my way every three months or so and go to a new location. And someone introduced me to that. And I did an internship my senior year at, at the hospital at UNC. So I thought that would be it. But then I, I applied to nursing school and started taking a few classes at North Carolina Central University, which was right down the street in Durham, North Carolina, HBCU. And um, from from there, you know, I gotten a part time job at a hotel. Yeah. You know, the, the party scenes can can dry up when you think about this. It. It's hot for a night, good for a moment. But my girlfriend, a uh, lady I was dating, which is now my wife, was quick to remind me, like, you don't have benefits. You don't have insurance. You don't have these things like, yeah, that was challenging me to be a real adult <laughs> at that point. But but the reality was, you know, I, I love hosting and entertaining people. And uh, she was right. So I got a part time job at a hotel through encouragement from one of my best friends. I literally stopped one day and applied to like 20 hotels. So I thought that would be a good transition. Someone said your personality matches up. Let's see. Had no idea there would be a career in the future in hotels. And, you know, started there. Uh, I would fold laundry and check guests in in an overnight hotel. Like a limited select service where you kind of do all the jobs. Yeah. And uh that was my intro. And from there, uh, as I'm taking classes, preparing for nursing school and to get deeper into it, I was introduced to a professor, um, a dean of the hospitality department, Dr. Beverly Bryan, who is a lifelong mentor and a real special person to me, influential in in personally and professionally. But she also introduced me to national society of minorities in hospitality that's nsmh mm-hmm. and from there my intro to a front desk agent to an overnight um, laundry attendant turned into looking at careers and opportunities especially for minorities in the industry yeah. and i got a chance to travel and the next thing you know i was like all in in this hospitality thing yeah and you know i kind of had really never looked back i Had a chance to go do a management training program in Houston, Texas with interstate hotels representing the Marriott West Loop by the Galleria and right in (laughs) H-Town. And, um, you know, came back and continued to elevate, moved around in a couple of different roles and ultimately landed an opportunity to get introduced to the luxury sector of hospitality at at one of North Carolina's first five-star, five-diamond resort, which is the Umstead Hotel and Spa. And I went in in a position in a role that you know, I thought I was overqualified for, it, but I wanted to get in there. Right. And and so from there, you know, we just continued to level up. Went yeah. from the Umstead Hotel and Spa to the Hill durman Duke University. that point, I raised my hand and said, I, I think I can do more. I can do greater. So sign me up. What's next? Where are the yeah. opportunities? And I had this list of places to look and uh, Baltimore was on the list. Now, first, I didn't choose Baltimore. I was like, I'm not going to Baltimore if I see all these other great cities. But then like looking deeper into the opportunity, it was probably the toughest opportunity on the list. And I remember one of my mentors always said, you have to be willing to take the most challenging roles. Um, I got the opportunity to look at Baltimore from a different lens and, you know, I signed up for thinking it would be an 18 month assignment, you know, be in, be out, do my job, get that hotel into good standing. And, you know, Make your way. And then the company at the time was like, well, come and take this opportunity. We can look at placement anywhere else you want to go to kind of around around the country. I was like, great. It's not a bad deal. We'll, we'll look into it. And so uh, I come to Baltimore. But what it did for me was really uh, kind of, I would say, grow me up in the industry. It allowed me to, like, you know, experience some things that I never would experience before. I met a great group of people. We built a special bond and, and that hotel became like a family, yeah. which is really a reflection of what Baltimore meant to me in that chapter. Baltimore turned out to be the most challenging chapter in my career personally and professionally. Yeah. And then from from those experiences, next thing you know, I'm 10 years in and I've been yeah. able to level up my experience. I've always been active in the community, even through the business community, through my career work, but as a personal passion, like giving back, supporting communities in need and just, just, you know, trying to connect with humanity in any way that I can. But I, um, that's for I, 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 that first hotel. Then I was able to go to the Kimpton Hotel Monaco as a general manager. And then uh, almost four years ago, I had the opportunity to join the Sagamore Penji Baltimore Montage International as a general manager. And then as of January of this year, um, added additional responsibilities and Elevated my title and experience to take on uh, social impact for the, the company, the brand and being able to lead that forefront from Baltimore. So that's the quick version. Uh, <laughs> and I'm here re- remaining authentic and, and uh, trying to show up for, for, for people and for a purpose.
0: I, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you sharing that and, and walking us through your, your background and the abbreviated Cliff note sort of version of it. And, um, yeah, you know, some people go a little too in-depth. Like, yeah, I remember at this one point back there, it's like, hold up. I, I don't know if I need that, bro. But I, I appreciate that.
1: No, you're welcome. Thank you.
0: So I, I want to talk about, like, between the social impact sort of work and even the hospitality work, um, what what would you say that the key thing about both of them that kind of like overlaps, maybe resonates with you? What, OK, that, that resonates with you and maybe where they kind of intersect.
1: Well, I think, you know, we're, service, service is key. Service is something that allows us to connect the dots on both sides of it, whether it's hospitality, whether it's social impact. I think when you are dealing with humans, working with humans, and you're uh, making it a uh, intentional to serve humans and influence humanity, I think that's there's, there's the overlap. So I, I think that there's there's a lot of things there that allow the the passion to align. Uh, at the end of the day, you, you're you're helping, you're showing up, trying to uh, impact the cause on both both the job front in the day-to-day, and when actively engaging, making an impact in that other area.
0: Well, thank you. I I, I think that's, because um, we, we hear about, like, social impact, we hear about, like, impact work, and I think that it's, it's important to have those distinctions and understand, like, how it maybe serves us and serves us in the, in the work that we're doing. Cause that's, that's what makes it feel like there's more, uh, as they say, skin in the game or more uh, connection to it. It's like, I'm doing this and, you know, it's a job and what I do, this is how it connects that, that, that makes sense to me.
1: I like that. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's the recap. That's, that's where it's at.
0: So as it relates to your work, sometimes there's a, a large body. We're just exposed to like, you know, a, a peak of the, um, the larger iceberg or what have you. We're getting just a, a little nth of it. So tell me about when you know you've gone deep enough on a topic because you could know, relate that to the hospitality industry as a whole and being a, a person of color that's represented in the industry, being a, a black male that's in the industry, or even from a social impact sort of um, co- uh, construct. So tell me about that and kind of diving deep and getting granular when it comes to a particular issue.
1: Well, first, I, I really do believe my, my personal approach is that it's it's, it's kind of spirit led. You kind of feel it with within about if your point has been taken, if you feel like you can go further. And sometimes you feed off who the audience is or where the audience is. Sometimes you have to level set and you recognize that maybe I can't digest too much with this particular audience on today so I'll give an abbreviated version or I'll give an overview and when there's times to dig deep you know you can you're not necessarily switching the message you're you're going deeper on on different levels of that message but I think uh, it is some it's a feeling that you can get and then also you know when you've said too much you know mm-hmm. when you an opportunity to dig further but it's all about that capture for me the the real test is, have you captured at least one? And sometimes that's all it takes. It's if you connect it with one person um, and and you you feel like you have made a difference or made an impact or they felt the message, sometimes that's enough to have that domino or spiral effect that that one person can then impact more. So it just depends. And there's times when you've captivated the entire audience, the entire crowd. It just depends on where you are and at what moment. I,
0: I agree with that. I, um, I had this... Uh, it's, it's rare, but I had this, this thing where I went for a speaking engagement and I was speaking at my, uh, the high school I graduated from, from Baltimore. So sure. know, it's it, everyone, everyone judges people based on what high school they went to here. You, oh, you well, I
1: learned that really quick. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> so uh city college city forever. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I go there and I hadn't been there in probably 20 years. Right. And I'm looking at the students there and I'm trying to figure out like, what am I going for? What is my pitch? What is my angle? and i'm looking at it and i'm like all oh, of you were born after i graduated so right there that was a shock that hit me but to that point of really getting deep and really getting granular i was espousing like my feelings around why their creativity mattered why their um their thoughts their their, their contributions matter and you know kids it, it's it's a thing and uh it was kind of initially it was kind of harder to get it through to them but I noticed that, you know, as I was getting deeper and deeper into the conversation, it was it was beating them down in a way that's like, no, this guy's making sense. And at the end of it, it was several unexpectedly um, of the students that came over there to me. It's like, can I get your card? Can I learn more about your podcast? Can I learn more about your work? So definitely what you described there resonates with me.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it.
0: So I read that your upbringing, you touched on that, uh, the small town in uh, North Carolina helped inform your, your, your mindset of like neighbors or like family and the importance to know your neighbor, you know, your neighbors. I was doing some deep dive and it feel like a, a lot of like online, like stalking. It was, it's wild. Don't worry about it. It's, it's truly <laughs> fine. It's truly fine. Um, why are relationships important between businesses and communities? I And, and I think Mm-hmm. that's been much more evident in the last few years, um, especially with like, you know, COVID and and we're all in this together. So speak about the importance of that relationship between businesses and the community um, from from your lens.
1: I, I do believe whether it's business or the community, one cannot uh, find levels of success or elevation without the other. Mm-hmm. For I think that uh, to have a long term business, to have a thriving community, in order for it to be sustainable, you, you kind of need the two to go hand in hand. You need the community to be engaged and to be be able to support it by businesses. Business create jobs for the community. On the flip side, uh, the community needs businesses to show that we are aligned in partnership And we're in this together. So it's a it's a support feature that that's that works both ways um, and opens doors on both sides. And I think that's that's the beauty of in the relationship piece and and building on either side allows both to grow.
0: One hundred percent. And what would you say are three truths, if you will, since we talk about the truth in this art here, what are three, three truths that have guided you in your career? Like just those sort of illuminations, those like, uh, we talk about a North Star, I guess it's the North Pyramid.
1: Yeah, you know, that's good. I, I would say the, the first one is that, uh, family over everything. It's one of my philosophies that I'm a strong component of family. Whatever that means to a person, it's not always you know, be your relatives, but like family, a sense of family is super. And that family has to be, uh, my belief is that that family has to become, come a priority in, in, in order to find everything else to fall into place in life. The next one will probably be my, my whole push on real toughness wears a smile. I'll break that down for you one day, but I believe that I've, I've learned through time you know the toughest people that i've been around it used to be this whole hardcore image or who were who who had the biggest reputation or who made you fearful or uh who could fall down and get back up but what i've learned just through the years the real toughness shows up through a smile that's related to hospitality but that's as real as it gets because i've been around people that have endured so much right uh, whether it's pain whether it's trauma whether it's grieving Whatever it is, significant things that are taking place in their lives, I have more respect for those people that can still come in and smile through a situation and, and find a way to get strength from still finding a way to be hospitable to others. Uh, and that's really important for me. So I say real toughness wears a smile. And my last one is simple as God is real. So mm-hmm. those are family over everything. Real toughness wears a smile and God is real. Those are my truths that guide me continually and continue to evolve.
0: That's that's great. It's it's important to have what 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 those items are that you value and they are always something that when you get lost, I think you can return back to them to to have that solid grounding and that foundation that really leads you to what that next step would be. I know that for me sometimes I'm looking at maybe an opportunity here and, and, and shifting that paradigm, always trying to progress and trying to, as you touched on before, trying to level up. And, you know, people will talk about, oh, you're, you know, you, you get distracted. You never really focused on one thing. It's like, I'm always interested in how do <laughs> I move what I'm doing to that sort of like next level. And for me, you know, being the the guide of this thing, I know what I'm doing. They might yeah. look different outwardly, but people don't know what's baked into it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this, this is this is an interesting thing, I think. And maybe if you have an example, if if you've experienced this, that would be really cool. Um, we've all heard about imposter syndrome. I know that I've dealt with it, and I, I deal with it on occasion now, and seeing myself on like uh, billboards and in magazines and the, and the like, I'm like, ugh, do I have long hair? Um, <laughs> Have you experienced uh, imposter syndrome? And if so, how did you overcome or address it?
1: I, I think at some point, everyone is going to experience imposter syndrome. And yes, I have. Uh, I, I'd say probably a common example is just showing up in the space that I'm in. Um, African-American male l- leading a, a luxury um, business and organization and from the level of a general manager and even now with the corporate director of impact. It's not a lot of people who look like me in, in the space that we show up. And there's been times um, in the past, uh, prior to some of these new roles that I have, but in the past, I wondered, you know, how much of me can show up and remain authentic. And the more I would get in my head, like, well, I don't know if they want to see the real me or all of me. I'm, I'm When I met with that, I think the biggest lesson is that What has allowed me to elevate, what has allowed me to reach more people, impact more people is is really authenticity, remaining uh, authentic and remaining humble to a a tune of like, I shouldn't have to numb down how I really feel. I shouldn't have to um, change who I am to show up in a particular space. Hmm. And owning that, has allowed me to even reach more people and it brings out the best in people. When you're talking around people who probably experienced some of this, it gives them a lot of encouragement. It it forces them to say, you know what I too can do this because I've seen it. I've been on both sides of it. So yeah, I think the imposter syndrome is it's a real thing, but I think when people now want to go to where they feel like they belong and that's what it's all about. You're going to get the greatest, um, out of people when they can show up and be themselves. And I think when we force people to, you know, numb down who they are, the more we do that, the less we get of not just what's real, but what the intention or what the real lesson is out there. So that would be, you know, kind of a a quick version of some of the things that I've experienced. Yeah.
0: And I'm going to throw one your way that you're welcome to use because I already know it's great. You don't want to put a governor on your greatness. Yeah, I feel hate. free to use it. Feel free to use it.
1: <laughs> oh, governor, on your great. I like it. I like it. I, like
0: it. I, I had a marketing background. I throw out things every now and again.
1: <laughs> no, no, no that, that's catchy. I remember that one.
0: Over the last few years, um, there's been more innovation, more talk around innovation, more opportunities for innovation. We have, you know, um, you know, opportunities that have been coming up with uh, the tech market locally and, and just doing things in a different way, um, new ways of thinking and including like social impact. So let's talk about learning and, uh, re- unlearning and reframing lessons. Um, mm-hmm. Could you share maybe a lesson or a concept that you've learned maybe earlier in your career or even in like in, in school or what have you, any training program that you're like, you were told it's this way, but in practice, you're like, nah, that's not quite how we do that. It's a little different in practice.
1: Oh, yeah. No. I, you know, the, the one that comes to mind when I think about this, that's a really good question. And and uh, I relate it to how, uh, because those are the spaces being men commonly. I will tell you where I'm from. I didn't know a lot about luxury and growing up lessons. I I was fortunate enough to learn luxury for a long time. I thought luxury was about name brands and high end stuff and things that I really couldn't afford or really afford to be a part of. And even now, like I think often we we think about luxury, the word luxury and we think about Maybe fashion comes to mind, maybe style, maybe uh, brand or preference. And I look at the the high end names Gucci, Louis Vuitton, or if I'm talking vehicles, Porsche, Lamborghini, or if I'm talking locations, I'm thinking resorts and islands and these destinations that are like uber challenging to get to, and only a certain percentage of the world will ever get to experience it. Those, those like our luxuries and but taking the luxuries and moving into luxury, I think the biggest lesson, what, what I would give you on this one, Rob, is the fact that my framework in the beginning was all around kind of a fear, or an intimidation of what luxury or like saying it's unattainable. Mm-hmm. But what through the years being able to work in this space and what I've kind of started to shift the mindset, especially for our associates who are delivering service, luxury is really not about how you look or an appearance luxury is about how you make people feel and that's my biggest i really push and coach and preach that to anyone that i can encounter because it breaks it down it makes it because you think like well, you have all those fine experiences from a stance of i look good or that place looks good or maybe it's even intimidating to wonder could i afford that or can i be a part of that but at the end of the day the people that are experiencing those, they wouldn't go back and support those brands or want to repeat those experiences if they were not made to be feel welcome, appreciated and belong. Like there's a sense of how, how do I feel when I leave? How did I feel when I arrived? How do I feel when I put this on or put that on, when I spray this cologne or when I have this particular drink? Whatever that is, how did it really make you feel? that's what real luxury is and i think that people need to know that that allows us to break down barriers because in the space here at the Sagamore Pendry Baltimore i want to make sure that yes this is an exclusive experience for sure yeah but they can be for any person you know we're not looking at bank accounts and saying okay your bank account looks good you can check in if you saved up and want to splurge or you're using a bonus check or experience to come and have a time out on a town or a staycation or an experience. Like we want to show up for everyone. If you're coming home from the military after serving your country, we want to show homeless. And someone has said, you know what? I want to give you the best experience in town. You deserve it. You've been sleeping in a shelter or the streets. It doesn't matter to us. But when we say luxury, we want to make sure that in all sense of the word, it embodies how you make someone feel. It's, um,
0: yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It's, and, and thank you for that because, I think when I look back at any place that I've stayed, any place that I've visited, it's definitely a consideration. And I, for, for lack of better better terminology, I don't stay at bad hotels. I don't stay <laughs> at, at places for that kind of mid experience. I'm going for a place, cause I'm, cause I'm kind of geeky. I'm kind of, uh, kind yeah. of pretentious, I'm a, I'm a little, you know, it's like, uh, what's the coffee like? How's this place set up? They got scotch? Great. <laughs> You know, how, how long is that steak age in the, in the restaurant? That's literally the questions I'm asking. And, you know, I'm bougie. It's fine. and yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I 100% agree on that. And I think, it, it, especially with the staycation, and I've been able to stay at the Sagamore Pendry, uh Baltimore, um, more, on more than one occasion and being able to really almost, not in a bragging way, but definitely it's, it's a little braggy. You know share with people what that experience was like not about any particular thing but the holistic sort of experience of feeling feeling welcome right and you know in in the first time going there it it snowed you know it was snowing you know and that was a setup and on the last time going there earlier in this year you know, it was kind of like a really cool birthday experience for me. And I got some cool equipment and I was able (laughs) to get the gentleman's facial around the way down there at uh, the Healing Path place um, in that that same neighborhood. And that experience was the whole thing. And at the forefront of it was staying at the hotel and and having that experience. And, you know, it's just overnight, but it was a really cool, cool staycation.
1: Yeah, nah, that's that's right. But you you walked away because of how you were made to feel. You still talk about that experience. Yes, absolutely. And and that's that's the key. I always tell the team here, if um, our, our jobs at this point have to be, uh, we can't be satisfied with someone came, they stayed, they had a good experience, awesome. We we can't um, really have a sense of pride until they our guest. really talking about it after the fact. That's when you know you've really delivered. We want people to make sure if if you want to know that you have a fabulous experience, if you want your reputation to be elevated, if you want to feel like, okay, we've made the mark, it's when you have people talking about the experience after departure. That's it for me.
0: So. With that, I got one more real question, and then we'll kind of stop and get into these rapid fire questions. I like to call the real questions are the standard interview, and then the rapid fire questions are just they're crazy. So, <laughs> this is the the last kind of real question I have for you, um, if you will. Uh, could yeah. you share what your vision of social impact and and what your role looks like? I, I know that you've you know started it earlier in this year, but. How do you see your role kind of like um, in, in terms of vision, in terms of things that you want to be involved with um, within the hotel and within that, that construct over the next few years? What sorts of work do you are you, are you excited to be involved in?
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited about bridging the gap mostly, making sure that we are um, actually going to the community opposed to waiting on people to come to us. And social impact is not a call out. To supporting people who need help, it's really sending a message that we all belong to one community. At the end of the day, uh, it, it's just kind of uh, kumbaya of unity, yes. But where are the needs? Where are the opportunities? Where can we open more doors for people to walk through that makes that process easier? Where can we serve a true need uh, without showing up in with intention to uh, talk about it? Uh, I think that. We, we want to be really mindful and intentional about really just doing the work and not just uh, talking about where we're going to show up, how we're going to do this. And for, for me, the impact will be felt when we reach the masses. And I want to be able to have uh, an opportunity to touch in new, unique communities. I want to be able to stretch across the globe and open uh, human beings' eyes to how we become better at life. And being able to do that through a lens of hospitality, I think it goes a long way. So showing up in a way that allows us to work with, say, say children and strangers or people that have been oppressed or people that have been convicted, whatever it looks like, doesn't matter. But I think there's a humanity for all of us to show up. My goal is to make sure that everyone can recognize that inner greatness that allows them to reach back, that allows them to give, that allows them to show hospitality to a stranger. And if that means we get involved in school systems, or we get involved in you know animal shelters, or we try our best to impact um, climate crisis or things that may be non-traditional, we'll do that. But we'll do it together. But the bigger part is listening. What I do most in this space, and how I judge and measure our level of success, and if we're making progress, how well we can listen to the needs of the people, and the people are all people. Are we getting ideas and thoughts of ways to make further impact from our own associates? Are we going into the communities that they live in, represent, that they came from, that they can recognize it'd be great if we showed up here? Listening will be critical in how we elevate. And I think we all have an obligation in making sure the message is heard loud enough that everyone feels challenged. You know, we're not in a particular space where we're above anything else. But again, we also can't sit and wait on our phone tour and say, hey, we have an opportunity. Can you donate a gift certificate for this? I want to do more than that. I want to go to that community. I want our teams to show up. I want to be able to really represent that room attendant that lives in a neighborhood where they may, may have a particular need and the whole team shows up. But I want to do that and not limit it to problems that are just in Baltimore. I want to be able to go to Hawaii and show up for that teams because in different parts of the Different, different problems, right? Yep. And so, I think you can address those in different ways. But the the unified message is: we're going to do it together. We're going to do it because we want everyone to have a sense of belonging. We want everyone to be heard, seen, and felt. I think it's important. And the other piece of that is the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging piece. And and that's another big piece of it. Oh. But that's a part we're going to do collectively. So I'm going to go and and um and and you know, clear the path. So that people can come and and support the mission, and we just create opportunities. We create some synergy. We uh, we we all live a life that we feel good about, and that we 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 you know leave no stone unturned. I think there's a tremendous amount of work to do in the social impact space, but it shows up for everybody. Thank you,
0: and I and I think that that is a good space for us to um, stop on. Uh, it's almost like that. It's not quite a mic drop, but it's close enough to a mic drop. So. So, so with that, uh, if you'll indulge me, I got a couple quick, quick rapid fire questions. We're going to be brief with these. Don't overthink them. I tell, tell everyone don't overthink them. Don't overthink them. All good. All
1: right.
0: So here's the first one. Uh, summer or winter? What is your favorite season? Winter. You're Just like me. Good man. Uh, go to snack. Crazins. Okay. We, we're having some similarities, some synergy.
1: Here.
0: <laughs> uh, what is one of your nicknames?
1: The magic.
0: Okay. Not, not so synergistic there. I, I, I'm Wave Daddy. You know, no, nah, never mind. <laughs>
1: Wave Daddy,
0: huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm Aquarius. What can I say? Uh, what do you think about often in the shower?
1: Changing the world.
0: Oh, yeah. And lastly, street smarts or book smarts? Street smarts. Always undefeated. No one has ever picked book smarts. I love it. <laughs> so. <laughs> With that, um, I, I want to thank you again for coming onto this podcast and chopping it up with me and indulging the questions. Um, you're off the hot seat, and I want to invite and encourage you to tell the fine folks, the listeners, where to check out you, your work, the Sagamore Pendry, Baltimore Hotel, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours.
1: Absolutely. Listen. Thank you again, Rob. I appreciate the opportunity. Love the work that you're doing to get different messages and voices out there. We we, we need more of it. So thank you for shedding light on all the things that you do. So um, you can find me here, 1715 Thames Street here in Fells Point. That's the easiest place. I'm usually here, but um, I'm also, you know, LinkedIn, all social media platforms. It's my name. I'm not an imposter. It's Juan Webster. Uh, It's Juan from Madison on Instagram uh, with a tribute to my hometown, that small dirt road in North Carolina. I always have vowed to give those people a lot of love because they didn't know where that is, I don't make do my part to make sure we put Madison on the map. But uh, Montage International, Pentry Hotels and Resorts—that that's where you can find it. You can through all platforms. You can see us socially, publicly, and we hope to continue doing great things.
0: So there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Juan Webster for coming on to the podcast. Sagamore Pendry Hotel. Sagamore Pendry Hotel. Sagamore Pendry Hotel. Baltimore. Uh, And I'm Rob Lee saying that there is community in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.